Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. Now, you'll know Carrie, Children at Risk Ireland, who do such fabulous work uh, for children at risk in Limerick and around the country. Well, they've moved their national headquarters from Dublin to uh, their local HQ on the Ennis Road in Limerick City. And General Manager of Carrie, Colm O'Brien, is with me now to tell us a bit more about all of that. Good morning to you, Colm. Morning, Joe. How are you today? Good. So explain to me why the national HQ of Carrie has moved to Limerick. Uh, several different reasons. For many years now, uh, we've had two centres, and we still have two centres, uh, but uh, we are, 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 our national head, heads of therapy have for the last two decades all been Midwest-based, and uh, various different uh, things happened at an organisation organization level over the last number of years, which included, sorry, led the board, if you like, to make a decision to sell a premises that we had that had become unfit for purpose in uh, Dublin. And in doing so, uh, we have rented the premises up there and simply shifted our operations to our facility there in the Ennis Road, just below the greenhouse. Yeah, and you have a great facility, don't you, here in Limerick? Oh, it's wonderful. Uh, we really have. We have. Um, we've got seven therapy rooms apart from uh, the, the uh, associated um, support space that's required. We have a training room. We've got gardens. Um, very lovely facility. Regrettably underutilised, Joe. But I think we're going to talk about that. Yes. Well, first of all, I want to talk a bit about you, Colm O'Brien, because listeners will recognise you from your time with your own company, Karen Bola Kids, providing school lunches in the Midwest and around the country, and very successfully too. So how have you ended up as the general manager of Cary? Well, let me start by thanking the board of Karen uh, Bola for giving me some time off from my duties there. Uh, to take on this role. Um, the, the lovely Anne Burns, you remember Anne Burns from, from Days Gone, Joe, uh, she introduced me to Carrie, um, I think back in about 2010, if I'm not mistaken. I checked my own LinkedIn profile. It turns out I joined the board in 2011. I'd even forgotten <laughs> when, right? Uh, but she, she invited me in to have a look at what Carrie was doing. And of course, uh, the, I, I couldn't ignore the, the, the problem and I couldn't ignore the work that was being done. So I, I got involved and stayed on the board for a number of, I think, five years or so. And then for various st- personal strategic reasons, I stepped off the board, rejoined in 2019. COVID struck, as we all know. And that threw everything up in the air. And it allowed the board, and I was a member of the board at the time, uh, it allowed, and the board is voluntary, it allowed the board um, take stock and say, well, where are we? We're 30 years old at this stage. We're now 31 years old. Uh, where where should, we, we, should we be headed? So the board took uh, significant strategic decisions to bring the organization right back to its core. It was founded in 1989 to tackle uh, the very difficult subject of child sexual abuse and to offer support for um, children who've suffered and, of course, the non-offending carers in their orbit. So, long story short, I was on the board when all this took place. Um, an opportunity uh, arose for uh, a position of general manager that the previous CEO had, had moved on. And uh, I, I was badly Zoom-bombed, Joe. This is pertinent. Uh, you know what Zoom-bombing is. Uh, I was running a, a web show last year called Coffee at Eleven Show, and we had a guest on live um, on a video call, and we had some um, uh, audience members. And we got very badly zoom bombed, and regrettably, um, we were exposed to video footage uh, related to the type of work that Carrie exists to help with. 
And it sort of flipped a switch for me, Joe, because um, up until that point, it's very easy to serve on a board and at an intellectual level, I knew what we were up against. But I can never unsee what I saw. And it sort of, as I say, flipped a switch and I, I just took a newfound interest. in. And, and I should say, Colm, I mean, you and I have chatted about that horrific incident um, um, off air. And, and mm. I, I know because we were on a call ourselves, I could see in your face the impact that it had on you and obviously the other guests who were on the Zoom call at the time. Yeah, Joe, it, it really rattled me. It really rattled me. I remember coming off the call. I had to shut the, the meeting down, obviously. And I remember hunkering down fetal position stuff, right, um, to get a grip. And I remember thinking, what do we do now? Now, in terms of the work we were doing on the Cock 11 show, we decided to that we weren't going to let these people stop the work, which was engaging in, in real conversation with real people. So we went back. We rallied a whole bunch of people. We went back in the following day, but we put in controls around our Zoom call. But, you know, but and, and, and perhaps this is the universe speaking, Joe, right? So, as I say, at an intellectual level, I knew the work that Gary was doing and the reasons for it. But, as I say, I can never unsee it. No, I, I won't. I, I, I unburdened myself to the therapy senior team in Cary because I needed to. And several other people who were on that call also did the same. Uh, I'm it, really it, glad you're talking stuff. about this one because we chatted a bit about different kinds of Zoom bombing during mm. uh, COVID, where obviously people were setting up quite quickly and learning how it all worked. You know, a lot of people had been used to that sort of call from work and their personal lives, but lots hadn't. And it was very difficult up to ver- this conversation this morning to understand how awful it could be. Joe, it is not nice, and I'm aware of many organisations and groups that were were bombed. Um, There are sad people out there, there are sick people out there, and there are evil people out there. And uh, it it actually happened a second time, believe it or not, uh, in in that particular series, but we were prepared for the second time, and we managed it much better. But the first time, it just rattled us all to the core. these people are trying to um, uh, upset people. That, that's the bottom line. And they've succeeded in upsetting me and my guest and uh, the audience members. Mm. However, what they also succeeded in doing was like firing me about the issue of child sexual abuse. So when the opportunity came up for me to throw my hat in the ring and take on the mantle as general manager of Carrie, I've been around the organization, as I say, since 2010 or 2011, so I've had a decade or so. Um, I threw my hat in the ring, the board uh, deemed it appropriate to appoint me and uh, and I'm doing my, my level best to help steer the ship. Right. So, and we're talking to Colm O'Brien who is a recently installed general manager of CARI. Um, we know them very well, of course, from uh, helping Limerick children and you, the listeners of Live 95, have been very generous over recent years uh, and Colm, you'll know that last year we did everything we could in very restricted circumstances and uh, listeners were very generous in raising money for CARI um, and we're doing it again this year, but again, we have a similar problem and I know you're going to try and squeeze as much as you can with the slow easing of restrictions into the October to December period, aren't you, to see what can be raised through helping Limerick children this year? Uh, First of all, Joe, uh, we are so indebted to you, Live95, for all the work you've done over the years. Uh, Outstanding. 
uh, results have been and, and funds have been raised for very worthy charities, including Kerry. And we were honoured that uh, Kerry was the chosen charity of the year for 2020 and indeed for 2021. So, uh, and, and I believe 2022, Joe, if you don't mind me putting that out there uh, on air. Um, but uh, we, we're the sole recipient. So we're really delighted with that and honoured. Um, it costs money to do the work that we do. Uh, I'm not a, a psychotherapist. I don't want to be. Uh, I, I don't think I could be. But that's the work Carrie does. We employ psychotherapists, child psychotherapists, adolescent psychotherapists, family psychotherapists to do very difficult work. And the reality is, and, and, and but by the way, Carrie is best in class. Carrie tackles CSA, child sexual abuse, by working with the child, obviously, but also with the non-offending adults are carers in their orbit because the child doesn't live in isolation and the family doesn't live in isolation. A disclosure of the nature we're talking about is horrendously difficult for anybody to accept. And one of the things we're trying to do here, Joe, with yourselves is we're trying to break the silence because if we break the silence, we break the cycle. And if I go back to my Zoom bombing, when when I analyzed it, right, I realized my biggest difficulty, this is going to sound really strange, my biggest difficulty with what I saw was the fact that these children were so young that this is what they believed to be normal. They had nothing else to measure what they were experiencing against because they were so young. So CSA exists intergenerationally because people remain silent about it. And there were two high-profile cases recently in uh, Live 95 covered the, the Monster case. And Carrie, by the way, was pivotal in the process of having convictions uh, handed down in that uh, significant Monster case uh, because of the work that uh, Carrie psychotherapists, trained Carrie psychotherapists, wonderful people, were doing with the, uh, with the children in the case. So it's in- incredibly important work. Regrettably, it exists the need exists at all, Joe, but it does. And our hope, it's sort of 100-year work here, Joe. Our hope is that we can help a child heal, help the family get to grips with it and, you know, enter a new phase of their existence in a better place because the clock can never so, be turned so, back. So, but our so, hope is that we can break the cycle. Okay, so just we'll get into the details of this over the coming months, but okay. generally you're going to try and run events probably mainly online and we'll obviously be talking about those two in a very squeezed fashion, to be honest with you, because of everything that's gone on uh, over the pandemic uh, in the next couple of months. Yes, Joe, thank you. And, and I think we can we can do this, right? I'll, I'll, I'll just give, let me give you a couple of numbers, if I may. Currently in uh, our Limerick headquarters, we're seeing 40 families, four zero families currently. We've 24 more Limerick families on our waiting list that we've got the capacity to see in our headquarters because of the, the space that we've got available, except we don't have funding. Now, I want to shout out to Tucson Midwest, Sinead Hickey and Leslie Devlin, wonderful people, and they're doing their level best to help us, and they're our primary funders. But we need more. They've only got so many um, um, euro to spread around, and uh, they've been very generous to carry over the years and continue to be. But we need to raise more funds. Of the 40 families, by the way, that are currently in care, three of those, Joe, came as a direct result of the work you guys did last year. So thank you, one and all. Uh, the fundraiser last year that you uh, enabled raised uh, a little over €30,000 for Carrie. And it takes about €10,000 for a family to, uh, for us to help a, na- a family navigate through the process on average. Okay. So, so how can listeners help this year, Colm? Thank you, Joe. So what I'd love to do, I'd love us together to help five families 
in 2022. And it'll be a lovely Christmas gift to, for carriage to ring up the five families and say, great stuff, we'd like to invite you in to begin the process in January. And we can do that if we can raise €50,000 together, Joe. So here's some numbers that I, I, I suggest. Uh, perhaps if somebody is interested in the work we do, they might email friends, F-R-I-E-N-D-S, at cari.ie, C-A-R-I dot I-E, and simply put pledge, P-L-E-D-G-E, in the subject line. And I'd like them to consider pledging €70, Euro because €70 Euro will give us one hour of therapy. €700 clearly pledges 10 hours. So let people, uh, on top of the events we're going to run, but let's ask people to to think outside the box here. Pledge one hour of therapy. Pledge 10 hours of therapy. €5,000 will help us take uh, an adolescent through the carry process. €10,000 will help us take a family. So perhaps somebody would like to pledge friends at carry.ie, pledge one hour, pledge 10 hours, pledge uh, to support a teen or indeed Perhaps there's some generous soul out there or a generous company out there that would like to pledge to help one family come off our waiting list for 2022. That would be magical, Joe. Okay. Well, that's a good starting point. Uh, We will talk to you more, Colm, over the next couple of months um, and we are looking forward to seeing what can be done through our listeners to raise as much as possible. And and, and may I just, just, if you don't mind, Joe, uh, obviously this is a difficult subject. So perhaps there's somebody out there who's been somewhat affected by this conversation. And if anybody would like to make contact privately, if they'd like to contact our Carry Care line on 1890 924 567. We've got some trained people waiting for calls there. That's the Carry Care line, 1890-924-567. Or if somebody wants a confidential call back, go to carry.ie and there's a button there they can register their details. Okay. Good stuff. We look forward to chatting to you more over the next few months and see how much we can raise. You've thrown a figure out there, which is scaring me to death. But anyway, we'll see how we get on. We'll see how <laughs> We're we in this on. together, Joe. We're in this together. That's what they all say. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Thanks, Colm. Thank you very no, much. No, thank you. You. That's Colm O'Brien there, the uh, recently installed general manager of Carrie. And lots of people in Limerick will know Colm through business, through Carambola Kids. But he's taken on uh, this project at Carrie, the national headquarters now on the Ennis Road as well and we are doing our best over the next few months despite all of the COVID restrictions this year to raise what we can through you through your amazing generosity uh, for a great cause Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95